I'm Jamie Nye. He's Drew Romenda. This is a Wednesday afternoon. Yesterday in Saskatchewan, Maple Creek got up to uh, 20.9 degrees. It was warmer in Maple Creek than some areas of Florida uh, yesterday, um, January the 30th. Uh, today, Maple Creek was the hot spot in Canada. Now it's uh, over in Irvine, Alberta, right at the border, of course, uh, in the southwest uh, of Saskatchewan anyways. Uh, Maple Creek's at 16.4 degrees, and someone says there is soft serve ice cream being served in Gull Lake apparently today. So it doesn't that shouldn't that shouldn't matter if it's minus 40 or minus 50 or plus 50. I mean, mm-hmm. it should always be served. Period. It's ice cream. As long as it's made by who, Jamie? As long as it's made by 100% Canadian dairy, Drew Romana. Atta boy, atta boy. Hey, Football at four with Britton Gray. Britton Gray is here, ladies and gentlemen, for football at four. We were talking about risky play earlier, Britton Gray. Are you of the bubble wrap generation where? You had to wear helmets doing everything everywhere. Well, yes, all the we time. wore helmets. We weren't idiots out there. Come on. <laughs> helmets, safety first. Dangerous just to go outside. The sun can hurt you. There's carbon dioxide in the air when you leave your home. Dangerous just every day trekking to school. You never know. <laughs> that was a heck of a lead in. So no That's risky play I stories mean, for uh, Britain Gray. Hey, you, I mean, there's always the trampoline wrestling. You know, friend with a trampoline. Pretend you're WWE superstars. No. Okay, what? What? How, how, now, were you in the trampolines with the netting around absolutely, it? Absolutely, Jamie. You're dangerous out there without <laughs> the netting around the trampoline. I remember the trampolines we grew up with, which were about 1,000 degrees. Uh, on a hot day because they're made out of whatever plastic that is that just <laughs> soaked in the sun. So not only were you risking getting blisters all over your feet from the scorching heat of jumping on the trampoline, open um, springs that with a huge gap of metal that when you got double bounced, you're putting your life in your hands. Now that is risky. None of this jump up and hit the net. No wonder you're all so bitter. Everything hurt you guys back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, we used to we used to be able to get on our roof back when uh, there. So it would, like during the when the snow would fall, yeah, you'd get on the roof and just jump down and see how deep you could get into the snow. Yeah, okay, okay. The there, there we go. Yeah, yeah, we did that. We did the, the leaves in the fall. Pile up the leaves. Got climb up yeah. on the garage or shed and. This yeah, looks then, soft. Your, then your brother would put it. Then your brother would put like a couple rocks in it. Yeah. It's not my brother's, but okay. <laughs> yeah. when, you were, when you weren't looking, they put. We had these big rocks that we had for. We had decor of rocks, and you go do the splash in the leaves. Boof, ow! What the? F- <laughs> yeah, Doug, what are you doing, <laughs> Mom? Doug put a rock in the leaves. <laughs> Was it always Doug? No, Don did it too. They, oh. they used me. That was yeah. I was like, are we going to get bitter? Is, is Doug going to text you right now going, it wasn't me. It was Don. I did no, that. They both did it. They both did it. They did both, you ever do both. it to your brothers? Never. Never. Oh, yeah, I was sure. too scared of them. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was too scared of them. I'm going to get my ass kicked all the time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's get to uh, football at four with uh, 
a Britain Gray. Roland Milligan signing an extension mm-hmm. today, one year extension, signed through twenty twenty four. He was or twenty twenty five. He was not a pending free agent, but as someone that I think everybody in Rider Nation has identified as someone you want to keep in green because when he's healthy, he's I he, I think he's one of the top defensive backs in the league right now. I mean, you definitely saw that the defense just wasn't the same after they lost him. That defensive backfield lost their leader out there, and they really had to try and figure out a way to plug the hole that was left there, and they, they just couldn't. You couldn't replace Roland Milligan. And speaking of like, like what his play out there, I remember speaking, I think it was Darren Bombing out, out in Winnipeg. He views Roland Milligan as one of his favorite defenders to watch before he got hurt. So he, it's he is a great talent. And he hits hard. He is one of those players who gets his nose dirty, so to speak. Mm-hmm. A risky play, I think, would be a, a way how you uh, would define how he uh, gets in there for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And so they keep him under contract. He wasn't expected to be. He wasn't going to be a free mm-hmm. agent this offseason, but I'm not sure of the financial details. Obviously, you can kind of move some money around, give him the extra deal, and figure it out from there. But he's... If the team doesn't bring back a Micah Johnson or a Larry Dean, it feels like he will be one of the top defensive leaders for this team because a veteran guy, he's been to the NFL, he's been around, and he'll kind of be that voice in that locker room this upcoming season. Okay, uh, this is also the time of year we're getting closer and closer and closer to the negotiating window opening up on Sunday for the CFL. This allows uh, teams to talk to the players potential free agents of other teams' uh, players. And we get to read into GIFs and emojis and just little blurbs on Twitter on what's going on in CFL free agency. A.J. Ouellette had the more interesting one. Justin Dunk will be on the Green Zone on Friday. Uh, wrote a piece on Oliveira and Ouellette trying to maybe reset the bar for salaries for running backs in the Canadian Football League, in which A.J. Ouellette pretty well said that the money is not fair uh, right now is how I uh, interpreted that tweet. Do you think, as of today, A.J. Ouellette's heading to free agency, and how much would Britton Gray like to see him with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? I think he's going to at least hear what other teams are going to offer come the free agency window. I don't know if he makes it all the way to free agency because he might realize, which I think some of these other running backs realize, there's a limit to what CFL teams are going to pay for running backs. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think they're going to get maybe what they feel they deserve. And so that might bring them back to the teams they're currently on. And this isn't happening only in the CFL, right? Like, Drew, this is NFL. Well, the running backs to yeah. this offseason in the NFL, we're like, it's a, di- it's a dime a dozen. You can kick over Dime-a. a rock off at a yeah. university and find a running back. I find it really wild when we look back at the NFL offseason, all the running back stuff, that the most valuable player in the NFL this year, in my opinion, was a running back. The most yeah. dynamic player in Christian McCaffrey. And, and, and just ruthless and how much how much you continue to talk about even though it's a passing league we continue to talk about how important it is to have a run game the the running backs well look at look have, at the final four like look at yeah. you have isaiah pacheco who's extremely He's valuable emerging, to kansas yeah. city jamar jameer gibbs and david montgomery in detroit christian mccaffrey of course as well now baltimore they Still used t- Justin Hill. They were the number one rushing team. They had different running yes. backs to it, yeah. but the number one rushing team was the Baltimore Ravens. So and, and they just 
they didn't use it enough and they couldn't because they they got behind, but they, they couldn't use it enough and didn't use it enough in the game against Kansas City, although it would have mattered, who knows. But they the running backs are valuable, but they don't have as much value to a team as far as when we're talking about dollars. as, as Because there is that, and I don't know if it's true, but there is that thought out there, as you guys already talked about, that there's a dime a dozen. You can go find one anywhere. Running backs are all over the place. In fact, you can just walk down the street, you'll probably see a running back. That's kind of the way that they've been dissed, and I think that disrespect is bothering those guys, and Roulette was right. And maybe it's not fair right now what the market is able to or wanting to pay. And I think uh, some of it's unfair. If running backs were a dime Agreed. a dozen, why did BC have a huge drop-off in their run game when they didn't have James <laughs> Butler, right? Like, Good point. Why haven't the Saskatchewan Rough Rider, like Jamal Morrow's been good, but why haven't why haven't they found another Kenton Keith who can pop off for 1,500 yards every year or Corey Sheets just like that? Those types of players are not a dime a dozen. It's, a, it's, a, it's you know, drive down the price, you know, get negotiation. You know, we can find a running back anywhere. Well, you really can't. You can find <laughs> someone to play it, but once you get those top-tier ones, you want to keep them. And to answer your second part of the question, yes, I would love to see A.J. Ouellette as a member of the Riders. <laughs> I would also love to see Brady Oliveira as a member of the Riders. William Stanback, Kadeem Carey, Jamal Morrow, those are all top-tier running backs I think could help out this team. Well, to your point, too, Britton, talking about you know, Christian McCaffrey, A.J. Ouellette was – not Ouellette, I'm sorry, Brady Oliveira was a guy we were talking about as MVP – Mm-hmm. Of the league mm-hmm. last year for CFL too. So if they're if they're oh we can get one anywhere, then why are these guys be being MVP considered? Hey, two thousand yards from scrimmage like Brady. Two thousand Ol- yards from scrimmage like Brady Oliveira did. You're not finding that yeah. guy anywhere at any time. No, even if he's behind a pretty good Winnipeg line. Although I thought that offensive line wasn't their best last year in Winnipeg. Brady Oliveira did a lot of good things. Very intrigued by this. Other CFL news out of Winnipeg. Uh, I've never seen more hype about signing a backup quarterback, but boy, oh boy, was there a ton of it in Winnipeg today as Chris Traveler is back in the Canadian Football League to uh, play second fiddle to Zach Kalaros. The Strevelation is back in the CFL. <laughs> he might be the running back. If they can't sign Brady Oliveira, put back Chris Traveler, two quarterback packages, he could run the ball, pass it. Flip football on its head. Okay, do you think you could pull off the uh, Chris Streveler outfit? Do you think? I think I 100% could. Like, no shirt. No shirt. Minus coat, 30 out. Cowboy hat. That's how they, they said soon on social media. Soon. And it was a picture of just the fur vest and a cowboy hat uh, on top of, like, a cupboard. So it was like. Okay, they're going to sign Chris Traveler. Now, sure. now, admittedly, I probably need to keep going to the gym if I'm going to pull off that look. <laughs> but did I think you, eventually see, we can get there. Did you see Travis Kelsey at the at the Buffalo game? Jason Kelsey, jacked or Jason? I mean, Jason you Kelsey, jacked. You can be you can be Jason Kelsey. I, I see you as a little Jason Kelsey. That might be the nicest thing you've ever said to me, Drew. Well, see, he was I, I voted one of the most attractive men in the world. If I'm, if he's a good-looking guy. Yeah. He's a good-looking guy. The you're a good-looking guy. Sexiest man alive was Jason Kelsey. Drew Romanda <laughs> just said you're the second sexiest man alive. Apparently, I said I, I know. I said he, he was a smaller version. A smaller of version the of the sexiest man, man alive. Because he's not. <laughs> he's not the size of. But 
ladies are going to be yeah. knocking down Rolko's doors right now after hearing this. Um, with the beard, yeah, kind of, kind of, yeah. Is it the fact that I'm not an all pro center who's made millions working against me? <laughs> it's it's funny when when uh, <laughs> it's funny when uh, Kid Rock was uh, whatever his his real name was. He said he had this was in an interview, and he said when I was Bob from Detroit. I, I couldn't get a girlfriend. And then all of a sudden I became Kid Rock and a rock star and I've got girlfriends all over the place. It's amazing how that worked out. Sorry, I'm looking up Kid looking? Rock's actual name. It's Bob something. Robert Ritchie. Right, Bob Ritchie, right. Yeah, uh, there it is. But that's, yeah, I mean, See, it to... doesn't hurt. You're, you're well, a successful. Uh, he is the green employee. zone rider reporter. Exactly. He, and he according is, to some, my music career is not taking off. Like Kid Rock's well, did. Britain. <laughs> Britain, Britain, Britain. Why did you bring that up? That do, you know what I was, do you know what I was Don't. doing today, Britain? Do you know what I was doing today? No. I was going through the audio list going, what can we delete? And I was like, we cannot delete this. Can you take me yeah, we're we're not deleting that. Feeling. That is staying you know in the archive forever. Sung with feeling. That's what matters. You sung it with feeling. That's what that's sure what did. To a place with this is the Green Zone on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Jamie Nigel Romendo with you here on the Green Zone. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk about the Oilers, uh, the Flames at the midseason point. Barton Lloyd Minster. Uh, Drew, Jamie. Here's a question for us for Drop With Gloves. Do you think the Oilers will be able to sign Leon Dreisaitl and Evan Bouchard this summer before they go into the last year of their contracts? And if you think so, please explain how. I can't see it unless they move Darnell Nurse in Edmonton. We'll answer that question coming up. I'm Jamie Nye. He is Drew Romano. Welcome to a Wednesday afternoon here on the Green Zone. Uh, tomorrow, uh, I will be at the Nutana Curling Club as the tankard is underway in uh, Saskatoon to decide who will represent Saskatchewan at the Briar. Of course, the Briar being hosted in Regina uh, later this year. The Green Zone is going to be there as well. And we'll see if Kelly Knapp can defend his title. Uh, right now, uh, Mike McEwen's off to a hot start with a 13-3 win. Uh, Kaltoff, uh, 8-2 victory, and the Laycock versus Bryden going into the 10th end. Uh, Bryden with hammer down 6-5. Uh, we'll uh, see you tomorrow at the Nutana uh, with the Sasktel tankard. But right now, we're talking hockey. Get in the fast lane, Kramer. The bingo game is ready to roll. It's time to drop the gloves. Okay, Drew Remender, the question came in just before the uh, news break. Uh, can the Edmonton Oilers sign Leon Dreisaitl, Evan Bouchard this summer before they go into the last year of their contracts? And if you think so, how? I can't see it unless they move Darnell Nurse. That's from Bart in Lloyd Minster. Um, when you look at re-signing Leon Dreisaitl, he's going to make more than $8.5 million per mm-hmm. season. He's probably going to make more than $12.5 million per season, which is the current mm-hmm. value of of uh, Connor McDavid. 
So all of a sudden, let's give him an extra four to five million. Evan Bouchard currently at 3.9. Now these contracts won't kick in until 2025, 26, not next year. Uh, so you can have Darnell Nurse, you said, for an, at least another year at $9.25 million until the math starts to get interesting. Um, but you're also going to have to re-sign Connor McDavid uh, within the next two years. They don't have a lot of money coming off the books uh, for the Edmonton Oilers at all So <laughs> in the next the, few years. The cap, no, they don't. Cap goes up. About four million dollars, that will help. But I, I don't think you you look at every team. You look at the Tampa Bay Lightning and what they did after they won their second cup, um, and all the great players they had to get rid of. Guys that were really important, they had to move on. That's why John Cooper brought all the coaching staff up and talked about how emotional it was to win that one because they knew the team wasn't going to be the same the next year. The Colorado, the Chicago Blackhawks have gone through it. The Colorado Avalanche went through it. All really good, great teams, they get to the point where they are at the top or right near it, and they keep going. I mean, the San Jose Sharks, where they are now, people forget for 15 years, 15 seasons, the San Jose Sharks were second in regular season wins league-wide for 15 seasons, only behind the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Pittsburgh Penguins are another team that you look at. Your top players get old, they retire, and you can't, or you have to, you overpay them mm -hmm. because you need them to stay because they've done so much and what's what the market declares or, or, or demands. So for the Edmonton Oilers, I don't think Darnell would be the guy that they would look at. You will look at making other moves, those third and fourth line guys, those five and six defensemen that will be sought after by other teams to put into their lineup where they would maybe play an elevated role to loosen the books so you could pay Darnell, Bouchard, and eventually, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Leon, um, Bouchard, and eventually Connor. Although if you got an offer for Darnell, you might take it because he is a, on the market, $9.5 million hockey player. He's not a $9.5 million hockey player if you look at just trying to play up to that number. But he brings a lot more as far as intrinsic value. The problem is there's not a lot of teams out there who are looking to sign a 9.5 or trade for a $9.5 million defenseman, and he's got some years left on that contract. So what we're doing uh, this, so, this week, sorry, uh, going into the All-Star break is looking at teams, where they are, what they need to add. The Edmonton Oilers. 16-game winning streak. Do they need to add anything? Where do the Edmonton Oilers need to add to compete uh, for a Stanley Cup with a blue line that isn't very deep right now? Uh, <laughs> I think they have six guys currently uh, NHL there. Nurse, Ekholm, Bouchard, CC Kulak, and DeHarnay. Um I think that's it, is adding another blue liner to that group, if not two, to help out the depth. You can never, you can never have too many defensemen. You really can't, and that would be where I'd look. As far as who, what's out there, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, but they are, as we thought going into the season, 
they're a good hockey team. Got off to a slow start. Now they corrected course. They probably have an overcorrection going right now, and they might come back down to earth. Who knows? But when you look at the Oilers, they don't need to do much. The, the test will come, of course, in the playoffs. The test will come when Vegas gets healthy. If the Kings correct their game, if um, Colorado and and they match up, oh, baby, would I love to see that series. That would be fun. So their test is going to come as the days get short or longer, I should say, and then they get into the playoffs. Have they learned any lessons from the past? I and would hope so. I would that can hope only so. Be, that can only be answered by playing games and playing through them. There's, they play Vancouver, Winnipeg, Colorado, the, the, the Knights. There's a lot of good teams in their way, but they're a good team as well. I think that when I'm looking across the, the playoffs landscape, as much as the East is, is a, probably a better division right now or a better conference right now, when the playoffs come, maybe it is going to be fun in the West. Uh, let's uh, travel down the QE2. In the next month, how big of a fire sale is it going to be for the Calgary Flames? Elias Lindholm, Noah Hannafin, Chris Tanev, Oliver Killington, um, all UFAs after this year. This team needs to gas itself, doesn't it? Like They need to go, boom, blow it up. Let's redo the Calgary yep. Flames. I, I do believe that's probably the embrace embrace the rebuild that they'll do. Uh, Craig Conroy talked at the start of the year that young players were going to get a chance, and young players have got a chance. In fact, some of their young players um, that they brought up and then went sent back to the Wranglers um, got picked up on waivers. So they do have a good development system. That Wrangler team, I broadcast a couple of games uh, last week of the Wranglers. I like the way they play. They've got some good speed. They've got some good players, and they are a team that's going to develop. And and Craig Conroy said they will get a chance, and they've got a chance. Like um, Zary has been great for them. They've got a lot of good young players, and they're going to have to just they're going to have to do that because what they've got right now, the mix doesn't work. And as much as I thought that it was a, a brilliant move by Brad Treleving to get what he got. When, he was, when his hand was forced, it hasn't worked out. It just hasn't worked out. So some of those guys are going to be traded. But some of those guys that you probably want to trade are untradeable because of their contract. Hubert O at 10.5. Nazem at $7 million. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are unmovable contracts at the moment. And if you're going to do it, you got to do some sort of three-way deal where you've got you're taking on cap and you're helping somebody else out yeah, you, or you just you know get the arizona coyotes involved they love burying contracts in the desert uh they just yep. throw bad money but they're, in the they're a team that they're a team that you know played, played pretty well this year and probably exceeded expectations uh, so we'll see uh, how big of a change in the next month ahead of the nhl trade deadline i think it might be massive on how what has moved uh, with the uh, yeah. Calgary Flames. If not this yeah. trade deadline, then definitely going into uh, the summer. Coming up next here on the Green Zone, it is our game of the night on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.
Jamie Nigel Ravenda with you here on the Green Zone. Game of the night. Um, we have the uh, Senators, Red Wings. No, not, not, not going to be a game of the night. Uh, the Sharks and the Ducks. There you go. There you go. Uh, See my nice suit from Caswell's in Saskatoon. Pass. Shirt and tie. Beautiful, beautiful outlook. Whoops, sorry about that. What was that? Beautiful look. It's my computer moving on my... <laughs> the hell did I do that? That doesn't sound very good. Yeah, I'm like, I don't Sharks. think your computer's supposed to make that sound. It's all right. Shark's computer. It's okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm just gonna I'm just they gonna replace it. I'm gonna slide over to the uh, third game tonight. It is the uh, Kings and the Predators. They're actually tied in the uh, Western Conference standings, 54 points each right now, tied for the final playoff spot with the St. Louis Blues. Uh, so winner will uh, be in the final playoff spot at the NHL All Star break, and the Kings the need Kings wins. Need a win, a big time. That that Kings team and my good friend Todd and Trent, they they need a win, big time. They need to start feeling good about life again, because they're not right now. It's been when Drew Doughty calls your team out, man. Oh man, he like Drew Doughty came out when they had the lead against Buffalo, and then they blew it. And Drew Doughty came out and said, "Everybody thought it was cookie night. We play a good first period, then we play." A, Dumb second period and a worse third. Todd comes out and says at the end at his interview that they just played dumb, period. He said, I've never had to say that before about this group. We just played dumb hockey, and they did. And there's there's rumblings in Los Angeles that maybe it's uh, Mr. McClellan is, is uh, his coaching days with the Kings are numbered. Um. He's going to be okay, but still, I don't want to see that happen because good friend. But they, they just, they just can't, they can't get it together right now. And also, I hate to say this because I love the guy, but their goaltending has not been good. Cam's Cam's not mm-hmm. been great, and um, big save Dave ain't no big save Dave. He hasn't been big He's save a- Dave in a while. Long time. Rem- like, rem- Long like time. when he was with the Flames, he was big save day. Like it was yes, a was. thing. Um, not, not for no a while. Uh, so Kings Predators will be our uh, game of the night. Two teams. Uh, the winner uh, will be uh, jumping into the final uh, playoff spot. Or the guess who they'll jump over St. Louis uh, for uh, the wild card spot uh, in the uh, Western Conference is our game of the night. Uh, we were having some fun earlier today. We tend to do that from time to time here on the Green Zone. Um, <laughs> it was a good sponge. Risky yeah, play. Uh, I was listening to Evan Bray show yesterday. They had somebody on talking about the Toboggan Hills being shut down in Toronto because, goodness gracious, won't someone please think of the children and keep them <laughs> indoors in front of screens so they don't know how to yes. socialize anymore. Right where we want them. Good idea. Exactly. The inability to communicate with other human beings is exactly where we need to go as a society. <laughs> so let's shut down the toboggan hills. Uh, but uh, the person on the uh, Evan Bray show is saying, no, risky play is a good thing. So we're getting your stories on risky play uh, here on the Green Zone at one eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. 332 8255 So 
couple of people talking about Dukes of Hazard uh, back in the oh, day around okay. the that's, farm. That's risky. <laughs> the farm kids, they always did. They always way Tried to drive kids. through a round bale. Yeah, that ain't going to work. Oh, that didn't work. How, how bad was that? Those look pretty, well, those, pretty solid. Those cars back in the day, like I, I remember yeah. like the Beaumont, the steel oh, behemoth yeah, 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 we yeah, used yeah. to drive yeah. down the highway. My brother hit us. What was the, what were the cars called? The tiny car, not the smart car, like before that. Oh, fireflies. Was it a firefly? Oh, yeah, 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 yep. yeah. Demolish the, it. The rim of the headlight bent on the Beaumont. Yeah. Not the same story for the firefly. <laughs> that plastic stuff just. Um, but anyways. Uh, we used to dress up in snowsuits, put a full face helmet, run around shooting each other with pellet guns. Um, <laughs> said Mark and Pilot Butte. Yep. Risky play. <laughs> Bumper skiing down the street from the hockey oh, yeah. rink. Oh, yeah. All the time. All the time. Bumper ski? Is that like you're on the I back of the bumpers. car? and it's Just like the auto. I think, yeah. You just, it's like the auto, but you're, you're skiing. Mm-hmm. You're, on the- you'd, have your, you'd have your skates on. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, now yeah, it's yeah. It's like yeah, from the hockey rink. Yeah, <laughs> that's bad for your skates. <laughs> oh, uh, you need some new blades Steel after that one. Uh, so uh, my brother and I would play a yeah, game with exactly. the lawnmower. We'd take turns holding the spark plug and pulling the cord. I don't know that that's that's not that's over risky. That's too risky play uh, for my liking here on the green. So 